Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Senator Ted Cruz just said, it's important to take on the Muppets that are destroying America. (laughs) Everybody's trolling everybody. Yes. The left is trolling him. He's trolling them back. And then each side acts like the other side is serious. Right. That's what's going on here. Yes. Each side acts like, look how stupid the other side is. They're serious about this. When each side is trolling each other. To a large extent, yes. And then you you tune in various uh, cable channels, for instance, or read various uh, writers who are supposed to be esteemed, uh, and their opinions are so crazy, you can't tell if they're trolling or not. So we're through the looking glass here, people. Um, I'm not happy to say this. 35 states have seen COVID cases on the increase over the last two weeks. 35 states. Hmm. Now, Dr. Scott Gottlieb said the pandemic is going to be, in reality, over by January 4th. I hope he's right. But 35 states with the cases on the increase, I don't know. Is there anybody left to be infected? I mean, how many people are left at this point? Well, I think I think you've asked the right question in an interesting way, in that it will be a respiratory illness that's with us for the rest of our lives, like the flu, like colds and, and whatever else. And, uh, you know, as uh, knowledge about the, the bug grows and as it continues to mutate, and I've read in several places that the tendency among viruses is they mutate to be less lethal because they want their host to survive. Um, and so it'll become continue to become very contagious but less lethal. It's just something we'll live with for the rest of our days. Well, we still have nearly 1,200 people dying a day of or with COVID. Right. right. Um, that's a lot. Oh, that reminds me. Um, yeah, I know we're about to do clips of the week, and so we usually don't run tape before we run a bunch of tape, but this is just so apropos of the discussion. Michael, uh, treat me to uh, clip number 14, if you will. This is from New Zealand. One News understands that this is in relation to Operation Metals, a homicide investigation launched after a man named Robert Hart sustained serious gunshot injuries outside a Newland motel. Since his death, health authorities say he tested positive for COVID-19, and One News understands that several people are also isolating. So then you have to ask how someone who sustained these types of injuries and then died ends up as part of our COVID-19 death tally. Now, the Ministry of Health says that's because... Under the World Health Organization guidelines, anyone who dies while also having an acute COVID-19 infection is recorded as part of a nation's death tally, whatever the cause of death might be. So this guy shot four times <laughs> and they test his lifeless corpse and he turns out to have uh, the Chinese bat fever. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And now there are some of you out there who are prone to uh, leaps of logic and jerks of knees, who are saying, see, it's fake. There's no such thing as COVID. I would suggest that, you know, there's a significant percentage of the deaths that are probably inappropriately yeah, I sure would uh, like presented. But I don't know what percentage. I sure would like to know what the real number is. I prob- We probably won't ever know. God, can we just get a bunch of people committed to the truth? You're not trying to hide the COVID. You're not trying to promote the COVID. You're just trying to let everybody know how many people actually are dying of COVID on a daily basis. Why can't there be more people like that? Speaking of knee-jerkery, one more private note. I I need to continue to become a better person. (laughs) 
First of all, I'm, I'm exercising a lot now. I'm really living healthy. And I will tell those of you who keep saying to yourself, I should, I should, I should, like I did for months. I feel so good right now. Awesome. I'm trotting up and down stairs. I feel 10 years younger. Just so, from a couple of days exercise. Well, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks of exercise. Yeah, but but quite regular. Um. Anyway, so I just and I'm not I'm not bragging. Who gives a crap about me? I'm just I'm just telling you, you know, find find that strength to get started. Just take a brisk walk. I'm rooting for you. Anyway, I realized the other day that uh, it's almost certainly true that I'm in the worst shape of my life physically. Mm. Almost certainly true. Hmm. A variety of uh, family crises and sicknesses and stuff like that. I'm just clearly I'm as far away from regular exercise as I've ever been in my life. On the other hand, you're rocking the sport coat every day. You look great. And appearances are all that matter. Appearance is really the important thing. So anyway, back to the topic of uh, self-improvement. I, I still have work to do, which is true of every human. But uh, So we get emails. We get hundreds of emails. Uh, a lot of them are interesting. Uh, sending along links, stories we ought to be talking about. Respectful, thought-provoking. Some of them are uh, angry idiots. <laughs> And I just, we were talking about the lunkhead governor, Gavin Mussolini of California, and the first partner, his wife, Jennifer Siebel Newsom. We got an angry email. They're not married. That's why they call her the first partner. And it took me literally 10 seconds to come up with the date and location of their marriage ceremony. And I wrote back with that copied and pasted. I said it literally took me 10 seconds to find this information. <laughs> So you live your life however you want. You send whatever emails you want. You want to unload crap on us. Go ahead. It's fine. I can take it. But take 10 seconds to make sure you're right. If something sounds, wow, that's that's hard to believe, then Google it. Sure. Yeah. Spend a couple of seconds on it. Consider the source. They call us. They want her to call, or she wants us to call her the first partner because it sounds more like modern and women's Libby. But, yeah, they're hitched. Anyway, not that it matters. Uh, so let's take a fun look back now at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. It's great to be here, Judge Judy, and it's great to be, frankly, winning again. You know, I made some comments that, that people might have uh, felt were misleading. Uh, into inciting an erection, uh, insurrection. I have no idea why you would do something like that. Beijing has built life-size mock-ups of U.S. Navy ships at a missile test range. One looks like a U.S. aircraft carrier. A decade ago, I called out Kermit, that cute little green monster commie. The invite's still open, Miss Piggy. If you or your emasculated frog boyfriend, Kermit, ever wanted to join this desk, it's free. Get brazen with me. You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros. He apparently passed wind in front of her with a palace source claiming his own emissions were long and loud and impossible to ignore. And it seems to me it is such a self-own to tell people who are worried about the economy that that is white supremacy, right? Mm. You are essentially criminalizing the views of working class Americans. This is kabuki, and I really do think it needs to stop. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished by the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. 
What's a eunuch again? Jack, in days of old, a, a king, a sultan, would have uh, young boys neutered, have their testicles oh, removed. Oh, jeez, but that was an unpleasant process. Mommy, 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 my tongue is really sore and it really hurts. It feels like skin was coming off. You know, don't get into other subjects. Today in our homeless encampment, they've also become a haven for our drug cartels. They're actually charging that community rent. And once I passed out, he lifted me over the crowd and, you know, basically crowd surfed my unconscious body about four feet to the right where a security guard pulled me over. Describe what happened. There were three people right there. My good faith feeling this morning after watching that testimony was you had left the door open a little bit. Now we had something new and I was going to probe it. I have no idea why you would do something like that. Next year is my 40th year in the business. The earth was still cooling, in fact, when I started as a reporter. You know what, with the turtles, it was too diverse. It was too diverse and no one wants to see that. The movie's rotten, just ask the tomatoes. Just ask the tomatoes, it's rotten. And you can't even get tomatoes anymore because of this awful shipping nightmare that we've got with slow Joe Biden, okay? His Trump is so good when I hear him talking, I picture Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good Trump. Hey, earlier in that where I was pretending to vomit, what was that about? Do you remember what that was? Do you remember Uh, Michael or Hanson, anybody? It was something that was so unpalatable as a story. Yeah, I don't remember. It was making me throw up. It was like the royal family or something. Anybody can remember. Text line. It was a royal family. Is the royal family doing yeah, what? I can't remember. I just remember it's a royal family. Mm. You know, we uh, speaking of emails we got, as we were a minute ago, we got an email from uh, a nice gal who said, Joe, that story you told is the funniest thing, funniest story you've ever told. I laughed until I cried. I don't have the slightest idea what she's talking about. You remember Not now? Not the slightest. Alex in the newsroom has the answer. What's the answer there, Michael? You know? Uh, it was the Getty wedding. Oh, the Getty wedding. All about the Getty wedding. That's right. Joe was reading some of the descriptions of their... Uh, the jewelry and the clothes and what they were eating, and yeah, it made me throw up. Yeah, yeah, so sorry yeah. to bring your vomitus to the The billionaire heiress's wedding in which Nancy Pelosi was the uh, the the, uh, the officiant of the wedding, and the governor of California was there, and there were hardly any masks to be seen, of course, because that only doesn't, only doesn't apply to the rich people. Week-long, seven-figure rich fest that Gavin Mussolini was part of. Joe Biden is doing his first meeting with President Xi of China. On Monday, we need to talk a little bit about that. I want to tell you about this electric car company that just went public this week. It is now worth more than General Motors already. I'll bet you haven't even heard of it. And why it has happened is what you should be troubled about. And one of the most interesting points about the Rittenhouse trial I've come across. All right. How about wow. that? Wow. A lot of good stuff. That's a lot of good stuff. Usually I'm out of gas by now. I'm just going through the motions. Hmm. Just bringing you stupid pop culture stories and that sort of thing. But no. I, I will stay tuned. Hmm. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some business news. The tuna lawsuit against Subway sandwiches is back. Yeah, and now they're saying that the tuna contains chicken, pork, and cattle DNA. 
Even crazier, when they tested Subway's chicken and pork, they found it's 100% tuna. Really? <laughs> yep, chicken, pork, and cattle DNA. Right now, Subway's thinking, all things considered, not bad. <laughs> They're all meats, right? So chicken, pork, and cattle in the tuna, that kind of reminds me of the strawberry Pop-Tarts that they found no trace of strawberry, but there were traces of, like, peach and apple. Hmm. So they just used, like, a cheaper fruit and then put strawberry flavoring in it or for some reason. I know. I don't know. Eh, eh. Who thought there was real fruit in Pop-Tarts? Who, yeah, who, worry, who eats a Pop-Tart and worries about the nutrition of it? Right. Not I. Uh, climate activists have deflated all the tires of the SUVs around the climate conference there. How Last dare week. you? Mm. I got to admit, if I'm a climate activist... I'm going to go around and deflate the, ty- the, the tires of these freaking hypocrites who in there are lecturing the world and taxing the world as they showed up in their giant SUV having flown in on their private plane. Label this Jack supports hooliganism. I want to have it. Mm. Uh, president Biden meeting with President Xi on Monday for the first time since Biden was president. Biden famously says that he knows President Xi better than anybody in politics as he's met with him many, many times over the years. But this is the first time as president. It'll be interesting to see what Biden says and doesn't say to President Xi. It is going to be a Zoom meeting. They're not meeting in person. She hasn't left China in months, and nobody's exactly sure what that's all about. And they passed that resolution this week that he has now declared an historical figure alongside Mao, which they believe is another step toward making him more or less emperor. So I don't know why everybody keeps calling him the president. Anywho. Yeah, that, that's silly. I was just reading about that. It's so interesting, the way they manipulate history and just lay out the party line and, and make it clear to everybody the things you can say and can't say and you know how they're dividing Chinese history into three phases and she is the brave new hero for this phase. Just It's, it's wild. Is Biden going to say anything about Taiwan? Is he going to say anything about the Uyghurs and the slaves? Is he going to say anything about human rights? What, what is he, he going to say anything about Satchel Paige? <laughs> Oh, geez. But that'll be something to watch on Monday. Don't trust China! Um, before I get to the most interesting thing I've seen out of the Rittenhouse trial in, a, in a, a while, anyway, I used to encourage people to follow us on Twitter. I no longer do. I think you should stay off of Twitter. Twitter is awful. I don't think you should be on Twitter. Um, if you can use it correctly, it's fantastic. It might be the great, greatest aggregator of information in the history of the world if you use it properly, but... It's hard to do. Anyway, I tweeted out yesterday, finally, the voice of the every woman. Did you see that? Have you seen the video that was making the rounds yesterday of this super rich, super hottie chick who showed up at the Beverly Hills Wilshire Hotel and they, because of COVID, they no longer had somebody to carry her bags and drive her car. And so she wow. was so angry. It's really pretty I funny. I did not see that. I'd like to. Really kind of funny. Yeah. You and know, you funny. Did beyond first world problems, you're like, I don't even know what you'd call that. So, you know, it's funny you should bring up Twitter during the commercials. I was, uh, I, there was a tweet I read to y'all about history. It was very funny and, and interesting uh, a few days ago, and I've been meaning to send it to my brother. So I went to the guy who tweeted it, and uh, it was like three days ago. And he tweets probably 75 times a day. It, wow. it looks like he spends all of his time all day unleashing various tweets. I just, what an interesting life. So on the Rittenhouse trial, so I've heard a number of people make the comment this week, Joy Reid's big on this on MSNBC or um, uh, in a certain crowd about how, imagine how America would be treating this case if it was a black 
teenager who had showed up there in Kenosha and shot two people. And uh, would he be getting a fair trial, or would he have been shot there in the street by the cops, or how would it have been treated, blah, 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 blah. And I've thought, well, that's kind of interesting. I should do the through or whatever. Um, keeping in mind, it's a white guy who shot up and who showed up and and shot what certainly looks to be like self-defense to me. A couple other white guys. A white guy shot a couple of white guys mm-hmm. um, is the story. I don't think everybody knows that. But good tweet that Tim Sandifer retweeted. If Rittenhouse was black and he'd showed up and killed other black people, You'd have no idea Kyle Rittenhouse even existed. So let's stop with the if we were if he were black theories. And that is pretty damn good stuff. Because we all know that's true. Maybe you want to have it both ways, but you can't have it every way. So if if Rittenhouse is white, kills black people, obviously we've got rioting in the streets. Mm-hmm. He's white and he kills white people, you're angry about something. But if a black guy killed other black guys, that happens all the time, makes no news whatsoever. Right. Nobody's and interested at all. Hundreds of times more often or thousands of times more often than the, the cop on black person violence, which obviously is, is deplorable. But I know. thought that was a pretty good spike the football. Let's not drop the mic. Let's not hear any more about the whole if he were black commentary. Yeah, it's an excellent point. New electric car company out worth more than General Motors already. You've never even heard of it. It sold like 150 cars. What? Because there's so many government incentives now to try to push us toward electric cars. The smart money is thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, government's going to push us this way or that. Uh, some free market we got running on here. So I'll tell you about that coming up. And it's not one of the big car makers that's just adding on electric cars. No. It's a new concern. Brand new. Yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah. Uh, if you miss an hour, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How you doing? How you doing? Alex just came across uh, supposedly the best mashed potatoes recipe ever, that if you're still boiling your potatoes, you're making a mistake, you need to steam them. Steam them? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm listening. Any advance in the mashed potato arts is something I'm interested in. No, no, no. We've boiled them for centuries. Leave potatoes alone. Yeah, Joe, of all, soapbox. Joe, of all people, you're Irish. What, you're gonna, well, not going to boil potatoes anymore as an Irishman? I, I thought he was advocating for it. Now he's against it? No, Wait he's against minute. the change, I, and I agree. And you oh. leave the skins on them, too. Uh, oh, I like chunky style. I'm in favor of that. Yeah, I like them both ways. Either way, I'm not. Uh, well, how about when uh, you you mix uh, uh, the sour cream into them? Oh, yes. <sighs> Absolutely, yeah. God dang oh, come it. on, we're Gar- not savages here. Let's, not- let's be reasonable. Gar- <laughs> garlic? Garlic? Yes or no? Uh, gar- uh, from Gilroy, so yes. Garlic does not treat me well. So. Gilroy, the garlic capital of America, Gilroy, California. Mm-hmm. Garlic doesn't treat me well. I do like mashed potatoes, though. Oh, my God. Oh, could I eat a giant bowl of those right now? Hmm. Sounds fantastic. Um, I uh, I have concerns about uh, alternate modes of transportation to the typical thing that we've been driving our whole lives, where you put gasoline in and you drive around. The good old internal combustion engine, yes. It, it doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't bother me that times can change or there could be something better than that out there, but I am pretty worried about the government forcing us into something that isn't as good. 
Um, the, the, not and we we don't adopt it because we we want it, but because they're making us either through, you know, uh, eliminating lanes uh, in your town, like they're doing in lots of cities where they eliminate lanes just to make traffic so congested that it actually is faster to ride a bike, so people give up, or the subsidies that they got out there for electric cars because the electric car technology has not been enticing enough for people to want to buy electric cars yet. Not even close. I'll give you the numbers all the time, but it's a tiny percentage of people that have bought electric cars. Half of all of them are in California. Most of the country has no interest in them whatsoever. And Tesla was a game changer. Without Tesla, it's almost unmeasurable, the number of electric cars out there that anybody wants. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that gets a lot of people to buy electric cars or businesses to buy electric cars is the incredible taxes incentives that government gives out. And so it's, you know, picking winners, losers in the free market. And I hate that. And here's a good example of it right here. Rivian. Have you even heard of Rivian? I accidentally came across it like a week or so ago because I'm in the electric car world now as a, as a Tesla driver. And uh, somehow I was Googling around that and Rivian came up. And I checked it out. And pretty cool looking truck. And it's a company that's been around for years. This week it went public and is already worth more than General Motors. That's insane. What? Um... What? How is that even possible? It has sold, what's the number I had here? 156 vehicles in its <laughs> entire history. It has sold 156 vehicles almost entirely to its own employees. Wow. Yeah. 12-year-old company being held hailed as the next Tesla. When Tesla went public in 2010, it had $93 million in revenue and was valued at under $2 billion. Rivian, on the other hand, which I told you has sold a hundred some vehicles, might make a million dollars this year. Might uh, has raised nearly twelve billion dollars already. So Tesla was valued at under two. It's raised twelve billion dollars. It went public this year or this week. Investors rushed in, and this is almost entirely because of the incredible government subsidies that are out there. For uh, to to incentivize companies to buy Rivian vehicles. Well, what's really mystifying to me about this whole thing is that all the big names, Ford, has some great electric vehicles. GM does, Nissan, Toyota, they all have electric vehicles and or hybrids, I guess. It's got something to do with where the uh, incentives come down and the price of your car and Rivian found the sweet spot, which actually gets to what you were talking about earlier when the government starts getting involved uh, with winners and losers and offering, you know, um, uh, incentives to this company. Yeah, everybody plays the game of playing to the government benefit, not sure. to what the customer wants. Right, right. Rent seeking uh, yeah, and so or just manipulating bureaucracy. Any citizen of the Soviet Union could explain how that works. Um, General Motors made a bunch of uh, comments about how this is ridiculous that Rivian is now worth more than we are. It is ridiculous. Rivian had on their prospectus for uh, people that wanted to invest in the brand new company that you just heard of that uh, regulatory requirements and incentives as well as future bans on the sales of internal combustion engines are our tailwind. So the government, specifically, their pitch on why you should buy their stock is that, yeah, the government's going to weigh in and make it easier, the, the the best way to buy a vehicle, whether you want an electric car or not, and they're going to do away with the kind of cars you usually drive. So, hey, that's the way it's going to work. It doesn't make any sense, though. Obviously, it doesn't make any sense that a company that sold 156 vehicles is worth more than General Motors. 
Yeah, it seems just insane to me. Of course, you know, a lot of this is speculation, too. Sure. If if I buy an overvalued stock at 175 bucks a share, but I have reason to believe uh, there are suckers down the road who will buy it for 200 a share, I'm buying it. And you got Tesla hanging out there with everybody invests at all in America kicking themselves that they didn't buy Tesla stock earlier or at all, thinking maybe I'm going to get in on this one. Yeah, yeah, and fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. It scares me. Scares me when the market's going up and down like this, and it just doesn't make sense. Well, it's detached from any reasonable valuation. Uh, Moving up. You know, per share, that sort of thing. Uh, Speaking of technology, I just I want to make it clear that uh, we at the Armstrong and Getty Show condemn what I'm about to describe. (laughs) Okay. San Francisco school school district leaders got together for another online equity committee meeting. Uh, discussing the, uh, if you're familiar with this, the, uh, is it Lowell, Lowell Elementary, or Lowell School that used to be merit-based, and now they've decided that's uh, white supremacist, and they have to have an equity committee and and uh, carefully design quotas and, and uh, lift the people of color up and keep the white oppressors down, et cetera, et cetera. So they're having an online meeting. Shortly after the start of the committee's meeting, Dr. Amos Brown, president of the NAACP, was suddenly interrupted by what sounded like a garbled voice and some laughter. The attacker repeatedly used a racial epithet, which, of course, is completely uncool. School board president Gabriela Lopez said, this is the same school board that wanted to take Abraham Lincoln's name off schools and George Washington's Washington's name off school and even Diane Feinstein right yep it's the same people okay so uh they're uh, apparently the voice was laughing at people who were shocked by what was happening and called them out by name <coughs> excuse me allergies um uh using racial epithets again totally uncool the attacker also displayed pornographic images to the entire group which uh, Jones, the uh, the school board uh, person, I think it was Jones, doesn't matter. Um, Deborah Jones was a member of the committee. Um, it's the exact same type of harassment in an attack on a Lowell diversity meeting earlier this year. So they had an online woke meeting interrupted by pornography and unfortunate slurs. They finally got together to have another one. Same thing happened. Yeah, don't go with the racial slur stuff. No. Well, pornography is a little questionable. Too. Yeah, and you don't even need to do that. I just like, a, you know, never-ending clown emojis. <laughs> For instance. To take a page out of James Lindsay's uh, book. Yes. Said Ms. Jones, it's the same type of people that do not want to deal with the realities of the toxic, unhealthy, racist environment at law. That's Lowell has a toxic, unhealthy, racist environment. Yes, so they had to shut the meeting down and cancel it. And that is too bad, because they didn't get to their equity. They didn't get to the utopia. You know... Too much much porn and slurs. Again, trolls. Trolls. I respect your art, the gentle art of trollery. But if you take the high road with your trollery, then we can, like, openly endorse it. Right. But you've gone too far, friends. You've gone too far. Yeah, we can flat out encourage it. If you yeah. just go with clown emojis or something. And no racial epithets. I mean, or, or recite dirty limericks or something like that, but no racial if epithets. You knew for goodness how, sakes, it's if, hurtful. If you knew how to hack in, yes. into, into Zoom meetings. 
all day long yeah, in when, answer to the question you're about to ask. When would you stop? <laughs> when you fell asleep or you had to go to the bathroom? I mean, when would you stop hacking into Zoom meetings? <laughs> well, I suppose it's like some some days I feel like I've played too much golf. My wrist hurts. I got I just got to lay off for a few days. It'd be like that. I mean, I would do it and I would do it and I would do it until like I had a sore uh, mouse hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> my thumb is in, sore from clicking my mouse. Hacking into stiff Zoom board meetings with with variety of uh, hijinks would just be, God dang it, it would be oh, fun. Oh, is that what you think? I think you're an idiot. I'm sorry, what was that? I said, I think you're an idiot, you idiot. Oh, please, all day long. I think the best thing to do, if, if I knew how to do it, <laughs> hey, hackers, you can have this one for free, or, you know, teach me how to do it. Hack into, like, big Zoom meetings where there's clearly enough people that not everybody, like, knows everybody, yeah. and then you're just a guy in a tie and a shirt, you know, with the with the an- anonymous background, and then you right. just join in the meeting whenever you feel like it. I think we should. Uh, I think we should uh, buy elephants and start riding them around the hallways. <laughs> I think it'd be an easier way to get to, you know, just stuff like that. And sure, some days you'd that? feel. Some days you'd feel like subtle trolleries. Some days you'd feel totally over the top fart noises and calling people idiots. You know, just you'd have to t- test your mood and plus, you know, don't put up porn. No, put up, no, like, no, no. Wildlife films or you know, two dogs making love in the park or something like that. It's funny. I just want to be a guy in the meetings, if, waiting for question time. Any questions? Yeah. Uh, is there any chance we can start being pantless here at the workplace? I just, I, didn't, I find pants constricting. I feel like I could increase my quarterly dividends by. Twenty-five percent. If I could go without pants, just anything to throw sure. them off. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wish I knew how to do that. I know it. How would you ever stop doing that? Mm. <laughs> um, we're going to finish strong. That's our uh, hallmark. People know us for that. Have you ever listened to the Armstrong Getting Show? Well, their last <laughs> segment is with the, when they finish strong. That's sure, a really good one. Sure That's next. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Numbers just in. About 3% of the workforce quit last month. Up from the previous month when it was 2.9% and everybody said, what? 3% of the workforce quit? Yeah, it actually went up a tick to another 3% this last month. That's something. Well, that's that's crazy. It's like never happened in the history of the planet. Well, yeah, I mean, if that continued for a total of 10 months, obviously, that means damn near a third of the workforce would have quit their jobs within a 10-month period. So I asked this question for Joe, who's got the combined interest knowledge of someone who's both a musician and a lover of economic freedom. Oh, wow. Okay. Taylor Swift's album dropped today, Red. If you're a fan of Taylor Swift, you'd say, yeah, I got that album 10 years ago. Well, maybe you did. It's a re-release of Red with her new... She re-recorded her own hit album from 10 mm. years ago yes. because she was in uh, what she says is an unfair record contract from back in the day, doesn't own her own stuff. So now she's re-recording all of her own albums with the idea that most of her fans are going to stream the new ones mm-hmm. and she will therefore have control back of her music. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's I mean, pretty she, interesting. She did sign a contract at some point. 
Well, right, but those those uh, early record deals, you're desperate to have a deal. I'm sure. sure it was exploitive and unfair, and she owns the songs, they own the recording. So she's made a new recording. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and, and you wrote the songs and sang them. I mean, you definitely were the creator of all that information. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I would get the word out to my fans, look, if you want to buy this, not that anybody does, you want to stream this, you want to download it, whatever, do the new one. Yeah, so I'm surprised nobody did this before. Did the laws change, or did she just come up with this idea and nobody had ever thought of it before? Because you could go in and record them, and they sound more or less exactly the same. <laughs> but they're new recordings. Yeah, I mean, unless you had Eddie Van Halen play on the original, and now he's passed. But, uh, yeah, you could do that. I think it's, uh, I don't think a lot of people would bother. Um, I'm trying to think of, you know, some cases like this in the past. My recollection of, is a Creedence Clearwater revival that uh, Fantasy Records and the dudes involved, you don't need to know their names, but um, my uh, Saul Zance, actually, was the guy's name. Um, my understanding was he owned the rights to the songs and everything. It was a super crazy exploitive contract, but, yeah, she obviously still owns owns the publishing and the songwriting rights and all, so good for her. But again, I don't think many people would bother. Well, nobody buys music anymore, so I'm not sure how important it is anyway. It's right. just streaming, and then streaming doesn't add up to jack, as we've discussed many times. All your money is in your T-shirt sales and all that sort of stuff, tickets at live concerts. That's where she's going to make her money. Not that she needs any more money. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so. I, I get that, though. I mean, given her money and her power at this point, if she really cares about those songs and, and that music... Now she owns them free and clear, and it's a nice middle finger to the people who she thinks cheated her. Right. Plus, you might feel like you got to slightly tweak the songs in a way that you like better now anyway, from 10 years ago, possibly. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I got one of my favorite DFers song, uh, Dead Flowers. There's something wrong with the kick drum, and I desperately would like to fix it. It makes me crazy oh, every really? time I hear it, but anyway. Eh. That's probably so, yeah, I could see her doing that. Probably a common thing, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's never done. You just stop working on it, is what they say about recording. Or or writing or anything else like that. It's just, yeah. When do you stop editing your book or that sort of stuff? Um, you know, whether or not she likes your music better or not now, I don't know. I was, I was listening to an interview with Bob Dylan the other day, and I thought it was really interesting. Him as an old man kind of now, and he said, he looks back on that early stuff, and he says, I don't know where that came from. I don't know how I did it. I couldn't do that now. And he, yeah. like, rattled off some lyrics. He said, where did that come from? So that's something. I, I couldn't do that now. Right. So he reminds him, me. Go ahead. He himself doesn't see where that ability came from. Well, and it reminds me of that quote that I saw a picture of myself as a, as a boy, and I have nothing in common with that human being except that it is me. Hmm. It's final thoughts, boys. That'll do, boys. This is Bob Dylan here. Soon we'll hear your comments. Entertain us. Give us closure For the show is nearly done That's on the new Taylor Swift Red album, Cut 3. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day and the week. There is our technical director in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. We talked earlier about all the different Thanksgiving dishes, and I think I like everything about Thanksgiving except bad coleslaw. Everything else is great. I, you can't hate Thanksgiving. No. 
Michael, you can complain or you can do something about it. Get a good coleslaw recipe, practice up, and bring it to dinner. Hmm? Young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought? You know, not only do I have opinions about the potatoes, I have the opinions of the green bean casserole. Underrated dish, probably my second favorite to the turkey. Really? Leave me the plate above mac and cheese. I love it more. Wow. Wow. Fan of the green bean casserole. Yeah. Uh, Jack, a final thought for us? New study making the rounds shows how cats track their owner's movement around the house. Once again, cat lovers trying to claim their cats are sentient beings. Cats are thinking nothing. They don't care about you. They don't think about you. They're they're just sitting in the corner waiting to get fed, and they want to have water. Don't pretend cats are thinking about you. <laughs> As a dog guy, that's my opinion. Yeah, here, here. Uh, speaking of dogs, my daughter is home for a little visit. We're going to be hanging out with the dog, walking around, looking at nature and the woods and stuff like that this weekend. Can't wait. It's going to be terrific. Happy about it. So I think it's a huge story on Monday. Um, in the past, a president of the United States meeting with the leader of China was kind of a, yeah, one of those rude things you got to go through. Eh, it's getting different on a day-by-day basis. This is a big deal. Uh, I look forward to, the, to, to, to uh, how that goes and then talking about it afterwards. I wish our guy wasn't senile. Yeah, that would help. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. And we got some great Let's Go Brandon swag for you flying off the shelves. People are digging it. Love it. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Something you see over the weekend we ought to be talking about. Send it along. Man, if you're President G, you try to put Biden in a position where he's got to think on his feet, don't you? Ask him about Satchel Page. <laughs> oh, jeez. See you on Monday. God bless America. It was a bonehead idea. I'm going to call my lawyer. Gun. And I hate that. There's still an opportunity to join us in being adults in the room. Get right. brazen with me. All right. First of all, I didn't lie. Are you sh- Let's go, Brandon. I think that's a part of it. It's really serious. What would you like me to do? Oh, you could just put down there. Let me say let me say one thing. Usually I'm out of gas by now. I'm just going through the motion. Because I'm high, high, high. Come on. Bye. Have a great Friday, you mother. Uh, Armstrong and Getty.